Hey, Online Business Edge podcast listeners, Jared here. This week's episode was recorded live in front of an audience at Kajabi Hero Live in Austin, Texas. So there's going to be a little bit more background noise than you're used to in a typical podcast. But since so many of you couldn't be there in person, we wanted to ensure that you got a taste of some of the amazing content shared during the event. With that, let's get to our conversation with Jamia Drummond Bay, founder of EvolvedTeacher.com. Here at Kajabi, we're known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And we've created the Online Business Edge podcast to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the online business edge you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Online Business Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you the online business edge you need to succeed on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience. And today, I'm joined by Jamia Drummond Bay, founder of... Evolve Teacher! Thank you! Thank you, thank you. Normally, I finish it off. I think this is the first time in almost 100 recordings to where I didn't get it, but normally, I cheat with a piece of paper. So welcome, Jamia. (laughs) Thank you! I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on today here at Kajabi Hero Live. We are, for all of our recording listeners, there may be some extra background noise. You may hear some music. You may hear some laughter. You may hear some cheers. Um, That is just a part of being at a live event where you, Jamia, also joined us on stage to share more of your story there. Absolutely. The energy is incredible here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I would love it if you were to give all of our listeners for the recording, especially uh, just a quick uh, background on who you are and what you do. So I am a kindergarten teacher or I was when I was in the classroom. I'm still a kindergarten teacher at heart, but I'm someone who has always had a mission um, of pushing education forward. And so I started out in the education space, uh, teaching in classrooms uh, all over the world. Actually, I've taught in 30 different countries and my whole goal was to learn from the world how to be a great teacher. And after a while, I um, Um, I started to feel like I needed a bigger space. I needed a way to impact as many people as possible because I also noticed that I could only really support the kids who were there with me live. And so I started to learn, um, study YouTube videos on ways of being an entrepreneur. And my whole goal was trying to figure out ways to go online. How could I democratize education by giving everyone an opportunity? Um, And what I found was when I started to study entrepreneurship and hang out with entrepreneurs, I became more confident because entrepreneurs take risks and celebrate taking risks and fail forward. And those are things that we are shunned (laughs) for doing in the education space. Failure is a scary word. You don't want to fail. You don't want red X's. And so I learned that the mindset of the entrepreneur will always take me further. And so 
I started to just join um, masterminds and any space I could where there were entrepreneurs hanging out. And eventually I found the Kajabi platform and thought, wow, okay, I can literally do what I do, teach, but with a video, you know? And I thought that was so exciting to bring the energy that I brought in the classroom on video. Uh, I learned that there are different techniques of teaching, you know, live than there are when you are um, teaching via video. But I was excited to try those out. And my students were actually the first to uh, let me know whether or not I was doing a good job. Um, I would send videos of myself teaching home with them during um, holidays and receive their feedback. And I would tell their parents, let me know if they look what time, how long it takes before they look away from the video. Um, And then that let me know how engaging I was. And I actually still use that technique now when creating Instagram content, any type of social media content. I try to capture attention uh, as quickly as possible. So these are some of my favorite stories because my (laughs) wife was actually a kindergarten teacher. So (laughs) it it, it always hits close to home uh, when I talk to teachers who have found success in this space. Yes. Um, Take us through that. Uh, It sounds like you were initially using this in the classroom. Is that correct? Yes. So when did it uh, when did it become apparent to you that there was opportunity to, I guess, take this to the next level and maybe take on the more entrepreneurial approach of bringing Mm -hmm. this out to a broader market? Actually, the parents started telling me, you know, um, there were there was no longer space in my classroom for uh everyone who wanted to join and they would say other people need you too you know um and so i realized that i needed to send it out <laughs> you know at first i would give secret uh invites and links to my students and their families uh but it was actually my audience and i think connecting with your audience whether it's via social media or your friends and family you know um listening to what they ask you about or what how they pour into you what they say can really help you with your next step. And people around me kept saying, more people need to know who you are. And I just kept hearing that everywhere I went, more people need to know who you are. And so I started to market it simply by posting on social media and posting the links. Um, and I attached payments uh, to my products as a commitment to the learners or a commitment from the learners to me. Because I wanted them to know that I was going to go all in and your dollars are your way of telling me that you're going to go all in too. Um, And I still use that form of reciprocity as well. It's like we both have skin in the game, you know, Um, and I do believe that money is also a currency of love. Um, and when we put love on things that we care about, we're sowing seeds into the people who create those things. So maybe you can take us through next, uh, how you, how you focused on expanding that audience. And you started maybe with a built-in audience in the classroom. How did you begin to find that next set of customers who would begin to consume your products? Great question. So I started two ways. Um, I noticed that because I cared so much about uh, young people (laughs) that I was slower with creation. I really wanted things to be perfect. Um, However, while building uh, my platform, I would ask 
other educators who wanted to do similar things, if they wanted to grow as I grew and learn with me along the way. And there were so many people who were inspired simply by uh, the conferences that I, I would attend. And I would come back and I would summarize what I learned from different speakers. And um, when I received coaching, I would say, oh my goodness, I had this epiphany and this is what I learned. And there were so many educators who would say, you know, I would pay simply to sit with you maybe once a week and, and just receive this energy. And so one of the first things that I did was created a mastermind of people who may have been interested in entrepreneurship as well or um, playing around with their ideas and wanted a safe space as I grew this KISS platform. And I realized that because that wasn't expected to be perfect, that I was so much faster with executing that, you know, I would say, oh my goodness, I, I, I give in my first TEDx talk. I learned so much from this experience. Um, does anyone want to join me in maybe a three week mastermind? And I will teach you the process that I had to go through myself and people would instantly join and there would, there was no videos or nothing created. Whereas if there was a kid's program, I was so slow and like, I would have to get feedback, you know? And as I did that, those adults were parents and educators as well. And so they would also watch me building this program and they became my fans, you know, sharing things, signing their children up. Um, however, what's beautiful is that that business of having people grow along with me and um, mastermind with me along the way essentially ended up growing faster than the kids platform. So that became Evolve Teacher and it actually became the investor for uh, the kids platform and allowed me to um, quit my teaching job and focus fully on building my business. And because I no longer worked, as I traveled, I would actually take a little suitcase and um, a carry-on bag, and I would fill it with books and materials. And because I'm really shy, I'm not necessarily the best at marketing or promoting myself, but I would tell myself that um, before you leave, even if it was a vacation or whatever, before you leave this place, you have to empty this bag. And it would be a bag of materials um, that also promoted on the back my my platform. And so I would get to a place and I would say, oh, I leave on Monday. It's Sunday. I guess I have to stop by a local school or, you know, and so I would have to go somewhere and get rid of these things or I would find a place to volunteer with kids. And so it was a way of tricking myself into marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to empty that bag of goodness. Um, but as I did that, I, you know, I'm a digital nomad, so I travel the world. And as I travel the world, I marketed my business uh, and it really helped having that little <laughs> that little bag that had to be emptied um, and I also didn't allow myself to buy anything no souvenirs or anything because anything you buy has to go in this bag and if it's full of your marketing stuff then you don't have any room um, and you know that's how I started to create buzz I absolutely love that. I mean, I, I think what I would have needed to do is I would have needed to like use that. And then that was my excuse to get my souvenir because I made room <laughs> from emptying all my marketing stuff. Are you, are you buying souvenirs today? I mean, 
You know what? I could. Yeah. I, I, you know, I had, I did speak today, so I think I've earned it. Yes, I've earned yes. An Austin souvenir. You so. absolutely need an Austin souvenir. <laughs> Maybe I get like a sweatshirt or something. It's cold on the plane, so that would be amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, yeah. I, as you can see, I've had to adopt a sweatshirt here just because of the AC. It's not right. cold outside, but it is cold in here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, well, uh, back to your journey. Uh, take us through. Uh, I guess I always like to hear a little bit about the time frame it takes um you know because you hear a lot of the overnight success stories you hear about things happening so magically and i think by and large probably 100 percent of those overnight success stories started with 10 years of work that happened that ultimately led to that yeah. so uh, tell us like a little bit a little bit of idea of the timeline for you from what it took to get from i have my product or i have an idea to i'm actually making an income I actually started making an income pretty immediately when I created my product, but this is how I did it. I sold it to the school that I taught in, um, and the, the students loved it, the families loved it, and the school wanted to market it more themselves. So I said, you can have whatever you want, but I own the rights to it, so you have to purchase it from me. And... I did that because I was still testing, you know, the materials and I knew that it worked if I taught it, but I also wanted to know if it worked if someone else taught it uh, and having that feedback and allowing myself to place a monetary value to things really, really helped me to, um, I guess, reach that overnight success even faster. Um, and also it helps me to believe in myself even more. Uh, and before I actually quit my job working at the school, I actually made a deal with them because of course they didn't want me to leave. And I said, um, if we can find a new way for me to be impactful, something else to create that's tested here, I'll stay as long as, you know, it makes sense. And so there was one time when, uh, they said, okay, we can't, we can't figure out how to make that work anymore. You know, we really don't want to see you go. And I said, well, I would love to build the entire curriculum for the school. And they said, okay. Uh, and I did, and I still owned it. And the next year I said, I would love for my curriculum to be used by the other schools as well, but you have to buy it. And they did. Um, and I was able to use all of those testimonials and all of those photos of kids, you know, utilizing products as marketing, which gave me social proof. Um, and along the way, I wrote on social media, this is what's going on in a very vulnerable way. I'm trying this. It's kind of scary. This is what worked. This is what didn't work. And I didn't really realize it. But along the way, I was building trust. And I'm showing these pictures of kids laughing and parents were reaching out to me saying, you know, how can I get that for my child? You know, what do I have to do? Can you show me too? Um, and that, that still works for me. Even now on my social media, it's all experience this with me. You know, this is, these are the hows and these are the whys. This is how I figured these things out. This is what I'm still figuring out. And I noticed that Whenever someone finds me through social media, they will go and 
binge so you can see someone go and liking a, a bunch of posts and then I'll look in Kajabi and they just literally add to cart, 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 you know, like, you know, and so that really shifts a cold cell to, you know, a, a warm one really quickly because of that trust factor. Yeah, well, I actually really love, uh, I'm convinced that everyone has a customer within arm's length. Yes, like, yes. Which was absolutely the case with you. Yes. And I'm amazed at how far you took that too. <laughs> um, but maybe since you're talking a little bit about your social audience, can you tell us how they, when they began to play a role and where that, like how that ultimately played a role in what your business has evolved into today? Oh, great question. So... For the longest, I wasn't really uh, an Instagram person. I was a Facebook person. Facebook um, was launched when I was a university student, when it was just for, you know, college students. So I was very comfortable on it. So I basically shared my life's journey since being a college student on uh, Facebook. So I didn't realize this because I didn't think in uh, the mindset of an entrepreneur that I was building an audience, you know, back when I was teaching, but I was building an audience and I have always carefully curated content in a way um, of the, the, the strategy that I share. And so it's typically, um, this is, this is me. This is what I'm experiencing. This is what that could mean for you. And this is how you could put that into action. And so even if it's a, a personal story, like, um, when I, I joined the Peace Corps after college, which actually is why I became an educator. But when I decided to join the Peace Corps, I remember saying, you know, um, we were, uh, at war with Iraq at that time. And I said, you know, this is a really scary time for our nation. A lot of my family members think I'm doing the worst thing ever. That's what's happening for me. But you, you know, maybe there's something that people around you may not understand. And maybe you're scared to do um, or put those things into action. And here's what that means. So together, do you think you want to make a pact, you know, for us to do those big and scary things? Because I was talking like that as a college student. And even now, I still do. Um, and after a while, I realized when I posted my very first quote-unquote offer, it sold in an hour and it's because people would say i have been reading your posts for years you know what i say what you know and so people people like you you know and so it gets to the point where people say look whatever you sell i want to be a part of that you know because i love the core of what you're about and i think that's really important um when 2020 happened, uh, when the pandemic happened, because I had traveled all over the world teaching, it was actually my third pandemic. And so at that time, it was a new experience for American educators, but I had already experienced what it was like teaching through a mask. My very first year of teaching um, in South Korea, it was uh, during a pandemic. And I remember my first day, I had to wear a mask. And I, I actually posted about it, like, how am I supposed to build connection with a mask? And I was trying to figure all these things out. And so that's when I started posting on Instagram because I felt called to help people who were going through something I experienced. So I said, you know, I remember one of my first um, posts uh, regarding that began with something like, um, this isn't the first pandemic. I've actually experienced three 
let me tell you how I built connection in the classroom because people thought kids could never wear them. Kids can never wear masks. What kind of mask, you know, what is this, you know? And I had pictures. These are pictures of my five-year-olds wearing masks. These are the things that we did. These are the little stones that I made that we, you know, I put in little baggies and I gave to them so that they could feel connected. And it was that tool of actually taking social media and making it my classroom because that's what I'm good at. And that has helped me as well um, in entrepreneurship is allowing myself, giving myself permission to look at it as uh, through the lens of an educator. All of it, you know, my teaching, my, my offers, my social media. It's how can I approach this the same way that I would a classroom? Um, and so... Uh, when I started doing that, I was one of the first people, I would say, who had that kind of experience, who, who began sharing it. So news outlets began reaching out to me, you know, can you share this? Oh, my goodness. Um, and, and different podcasts. And I started to receive my Instagram went from I think I had 4000 followers to about 50,000. And because uh, I posted every day and it went from that talking about the pandemic to also, you know, Black Lives Matter. How do we have these difficult conversations with our families together? Um, you know, and and then it also transitioned into having tough conversations because that's what we're doing. And I built this classroom, this mini family, because that's what a classroom is. We start a mini family um, and then we wrap it up in love and then they go on and then we start a new mini family. Um, and then I realized that people were binging stuff and purchasing all sorts of stuff. And now it's, hey, whatever you sell, we're going to buy. Um, but it's really that trust factor. Tell us a little bit more about your overarching, like now that your business has matured into something, you know, much bigger than maybe even you imagined it to be yeah. at the gate. Yeah. Uh, how are you approaching your overarching strategy from a monetization? standpoint? Have you moved into subscriptions? Are you thinking about uh, any new ways to, is it always a more content? For me, no, it's not more content. It's actually allowing myself to create in seasons. I had to learn what works best for me, how, how I create. And I realized that I have loud seasons and quiet seasons. So there are seasons when I love to speak and I love to be out teaching live and doing those hands-on things. And then there are seasons when I like to create and I like to fully focus on creation, but I can't do them both. It doesn't work well for me. And when I create, I like to really sit and batch long hours and sit in it. Uh, and before, when my business first started out, it's a bit of survival mode. So I was trying to do all the things at the same time. And okay, I need to be camera ready for Instagram and make these videos. And then after that, I eat. And then, okay, now I'm going to create content. And, you know, I'm just trying to do everything in a day. Uh, and as my business matured, I also realized that that wasn't creating the best output. Uh, and by allowing myself to create in a way that that I'm more designed for, I created more beautiful experiences and also learning the way that my energy works. Because in the beginning, I would read the books and I would try to follow what everyone else was doing at 5 a.m. All right, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. And I knew that my mind doesn't turn on at 5 a.m. I'm just, I'm creative at night. 6 p.m., I am 
on and I just have the coolest ideas, you know, and I make really nice things. But uh, at in the morning, I'm more of a, a technical type of person. I can look at analytics and do those sorts of things. But again, in the beginning, you feel like you have to you optimize. This is what optimism is. Uh, it looks like according to the experts, you know. Um, and I think what happens when your business matures is that you also have time to look at uh, the seasons of your business. You look at the high months, the low months. You can ask yourself, okay, so what happened here? What happened there? And I noticed for me, uh, when I really listen to myself and do what's best for me, oh, it's it's so much better. I mean, now I just lean into that. I love that. And that's something I think that the teaching profession too does such a good job. Like I know, obviously, as my wife is a teacher, like there is a rumor that you get three months off. Yes, no, you yes. don't get three months off. It's a, you know, a month of unpacking, yeah. shutting down the classroom, the next month of like getting yourself in the mindset of maybe trying to think for a moment yes. and plan for the following year. It's necessary. And setting up. But like that's... You know, it sounds like you've almost applied that philosophy yeah. uh, to your work today. Yes, yes. And another thing that I've done has been own what really works. Because, you know, as I told you, um, when I would add programs for adults and allow them to learn and grow with me, that ended up being the investor for my company with kids. And that took off. But for the longest, I would constantly say, oh, but this isn't the real business. You know, the real business is with, is with kids. But the numbers are like, wait, this is multiple six figures. What are you talking about? But that isn't the real business, you know? And finally, I had to look at things and say, wait, I'm helping people to get on TEDx stages and TED stages. And, you know, they're doing these incredible things. This is a real business, you know? And so I would say a big part of allowing yourself to really lean into your full potential is looking at what you're ignoring, what you're trying to make happen, you know? And I kept trying to make one thing be the thing where the other thing uh, basically nudged me on the shoulder saying, hey, what if you didn't do this halfway? What if you said, you know what? I actually have a full out set program. Let me run some ads to this. And so now um, I promote that as well. I said, yes, I have this uh, platform for children helping to raise change makers, but Evolve Teacher also helps the change makers who raise those change makers you know um and i really believe that helping the parents and educators to achieve some of their own big dreams helps them to be more supportive to the children when they're learning to shift their or or adopt these um powerful mindsets yes well, I'd love for you to just kind of give us some perspective on uh, your overall product suite today for any of our listeners yeah. who are listening to the recording uh, or maybe interested. Yeah. So I, um, as I started to create things and also um, grow my platform, different things started happening for me. I would I gave a TEDx talk and then I gave three more TEDx talks and then I did a TED residency and I gave a TED talk and I created programs teaching other people how to do those things. And then when I had to learn how to publish my own book, I created a program teaching others how to do that. And 
those programs ended up being quite successful. <laughs> and so I have I have a program um, that takes the everyday person or the entrepreneur and really helps them figure out what their idea worth sharing is because I believe that we all have one. Um, but it takes some some nudging for for some of us. Um, and so with this program, I also include a bit of personal growth and um, removal of limiting beliefs because that's often it too. When I ask some people, what's your idea worth sharing? They say, oh, well, it's, it's nothing. And then I said, well, try, you know, and I said, well, I was thinking, you know, and then it starts to come out uh, that way. Uh, I have a virtual writer's mastermind, um, which is quite beautiful, where you learn how to publish your own book. Um, but now you also learn how to utilize AI um, because that is such an important uh, advancement right now. Um, and the beautiful aspect of the virtual writers retreat is definitely the community. I create cohorts and give them challenges, but I also bring in amazing speakers um, for both programs. I bring in TED speakers and curators um, from different countries and authors. And, you know, part of my goal when creating these programs is also helping people to expand their networks. So I'm constantly bringing in people from my own networks. And then I have a program um, for adults helping them to create their own uh, courses, um, utilizing a transformational curriculum, which is my sweet spot after teaching in 30 countries. Uh, and so those are the main programs. I have a mentorship program, but it's booked for four years. <laughs> right wow. Now. Right. It, it's, what's wild is I just launched it three months ago. Um, I was having a conversation with someone in my TED program. And while I was talking to them, they said, actually, I want to book that. And then and uh, I talked about it um, in uh, the another secret mastermind that I have. I have a VIP mastermind where I nudge different people I've worked with who I know have really been focused on advancing. And I invite them to a secret mastermind every year. It's really beautiful. Um, but I talked about it in that mastermind, never even created a page for it or anything. And they just said, look, I want next year. I want the year after that. I want the year after that. You know, so that's booked out. Um, but, you know, these programs that I have for adults, the change makers, raising change makers, they're big dream goals. They're things that some people wait their whole lives or want to do, you know, wish for their entire lives. Some people, you know, hope to publish a book for years. You know, some people have giving a TED talk on their dream boards, you know. And so the reason why I have those programs is because I really believe that if we can unlock a dream, that adults have, it helps them to be better parents. It helps them to be better teachers because it's quite difficult to actually support a child in believing whatever they that they want to believe or being all that they can be if you don't really believe it's possible. Um, and so that's why those programs exist. And it's quite beautiful. For my kids program, uh, the platform is called Kid You, Kid Y-O-U. 
And those are all personal growth programs, um, how to find your connection language. They're animated, how to find self-love, what that means, how to spread kindness. But they're all um, designed by Disney-level artists. They're very beautiful. They're characters that also come with challenges um, and workbooks that actually teach the tools that we <laughs> go to therapy for. And so my entire vision for this is one, helping children to be prepared for the world they will actually live in. And I believe that regardless of how much screen time someone has or um, who they follow, if we instill love, self-love and confidence, we don't have to worry about them um, judging themselves or following the wrong people or succumbing to peer pressure because they have such deep self-belief. Uh, and the second goal is to help them to have the tools that so many people wait their 30s and 40s to even receive, like, you know, that deep self-esteem. Um, so those are the platforms, the change makers, future change makers, and those who raise them. Well, <laughs> I, I can't help but feel like uh, some of the listeners to this recording might be. I, so I heard some rumblings out and about of some people uh, talking about how much they loved hearing about some of your talks on limiting beliefs. Oh. Um, so maybe I just think some of our listeners on this podcast too, I'd love to give them just a taste maybe of some of what you shared, um, today in terms of how they can maybe approach even just a really distilled version. I know you can't give us the whole speech, but yeah. Uh, so honestly, I can't fully remember because it was, um, an organic conversation <laughs> that was just channeled, but I will, um, give some tools that I provide, um, in some of my programs, uh, in the entrepreneurship journey, they can, there can be a lot of jealousy or envy, you know, comparison. Oh, this person has this platform and I only have that, or this is happening for this other person and I only, you know, experience this. And I like to encourage people to lean into jealousy, lean into envy, use it as your superpower because it's really telling you what you aren't giving yourself. So if you see a, a platform, you say, oh, their platform is so big. It's bigger than mine. Oh, I, I feel bad when I see this. That's yourself saying you want to be seen more. So you tell yourself, hey, do I, I want to be seen more? Okay, I'm going to show up for you. You know, I'm going to allow myself to be seen. I'm going to do that because that's what I want. And, you know, a lot of these quote unquote negative beliefs or limiting beliefs, I really believe are telling us what we truly desire, you know, um, imposter syndrome, go for it. Go places where you feel like an imposter because that means you're leveling up. If you're constantly somewhere where you're like, oh, I can just walk around in my PJs. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Then you aren't pushing yourself to your fullest potential. Go somewhere where you think, I have to ask some questions. You know, I might need to read something first, you know, because that's that's you showing yourself that you're showing up, you know. And I really think that that is what the conversation should be more about versus how we can avoid imposter syndrome. No, how can you, how can you dive I, I into it? I love it. I love it. Dive in. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of why I'm here because I get to ask all the questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, for anyone who's listening to recording who is interested in learning more about you, your products, where's the best place to send them? Uh, definitely Instagram. Follow me. Any social. I'm um, Evolve Teacher also on TikTok. 
um, definitely check out my website, evolveteacher.com. In any place where I am online, I treat it like my online home, my online classroom. And I really believe in giving the core of who we are whenever we share. So if you read something or watch a video and that connects with you, then you're definitely one of my people. And let's find a way to work with one another further. Well, I feel like you've done that for us today. Thank you so (laughs) much. (laughs) Thank you for spending time with us on stage. Thank you for spending some time with us here on this podcast. Really appreciate you. It was great. Thank you, too. Awesome. Well, that's all we have for our listeners today. We will look forward to talking to you next week on the Jeremy Edge podcast. 